Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home, Connecticut, on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne, and nature is still out there it is open we have all been encased in our own little pandemic box but the nature and nature centers are still doing what they can do to keep you entertained educated and excited about the outdoors and joining me this morning is jay kaplan he's the director of the roaring brook nature center over in canton jay good morning sir how have you been for the past few months well i'm hanging in there joey and i hope you're doing the same good morning to you and thanks for having me so, you know, you're with the Roaring Brook Nature Center over in Canton, and everyone has had to adapt and kind of overcome the COVID protocols, guidelines, and just do what they need to do to keep people entertained. And that's the thing, you know, we're trying to keep people entertained during this time of the year. Everyone's facing some stuff, but entertaining, enlightening, and educating is something the Roaring Brook Nature Center has been doing for a long time, frankly. So what have you guys been able to do to kind of keep that going for people? Well, we're um, obviously we're operating in a different realm than we did before COVID-19 came on the scene almost a year ago now. Um, we had to cut back on a lot of what we once did, but we have also found that people are looking for things to do. And one of the things they are doing is getting outdoors. We have probably more people walking our trails um, than ever before. Unfortunately, we are not allowed to do the protocols, we can't do the large group programs or educational programs that we once did. But we are, we are still doing small group walks and we're finding they're very popular because people are looking to get outdoors and, um, and enjoy it. The Nature Center itself has had to adapt to some guidelines like we were saying off air before we got going is, you know, less people, different hours. People still visit the Nature Center and what are the hours now? Sure. Um, currently during the winter, our building is only open on Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. and on Sunday from 1 until 4 p.m. We are here the rest of the week, but we are unable to um, have public visitors come in. Our trails, on the other hand, are open daily, dawn until dusk. There's an outdoor scavenger hunt that people can do on the trails. Um, we change it every few weeks. This one is um, just winding up now because it had to do with Groundhog Day. I won't um, 
put any spoiler alerts in <laughs> as to what the groundhogs are saying. Are the trails are getting a little bit more active? Um, they are. There are more people walking the trails. It's not to the point where people need to be concerned about social distancing because there's plenty of, of trails and um, you can keep your distance from other family groups. But there are more people out, um, whether it's during the week or on the weekends. In fact, even when our building is open, there are people who are just walking the trails. We'd like them to come inside and say hello. And of course, some of them do, but um, a lot of them are just out here to walk, to to take a break um, from whatever else they may be doing, or just to clear their heads and enjoy the natural world. On your website, roaringbrook.org, I saw and I was like, this is just cool. And you said it's been a big hit. The Family Winter Survival Programs. You know, right. tell me a little bit about that. And how can people sign up for those going forward if there's some more to come? Well, the one that's coming up next is actually um, one we've added on because one we did in January filled up almost immediately and there was a demand um, for it. So we've um, scheduled a second one. People can go to our website and sign up through the website. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19 restrictions, we are limited as to how many people we can take. This is not a virtual program. It's a live in-person program. It's done completely outdoors. People do need to dress for the weather. And, uh, you know, we're hopeful that it's a little warmer than it was uh, at the end of January. <laughs> you know, what? yeah, winter definitely came with a uh, authoritative punch at the end of January this season. You know, winter's been... Besides the one big snowstorm around Christmas last year, winter's been pretty mild. So to see people out on the trails enjoying nature, that's just a cool thing. And another one coming up that I've, I'm, I do woodworking. I've always loved woodworking. And this is one of those weird things. It's like, I don't know if it's a dichotomy of being a woodworker where I really appreciate a tree. But I also want to cut it down and make something out of it. So coming up, you guys have the winter tree ID hike. What's that all about? People who want to identify trees for different purposes, um, when the leaves are off, there are other things you can use to identify the trees, either the bark, the branching patterns, the buds on the end of the tree. And it's particularly relevant right now because coming up, it's going to be maple sugaring season. And although we don't know what that's going to hold, um, people want to know if, they're, if they have big sugar maple trees in their yard for the possibility of, of tapping them and, and making some syrup getting back to nature and i think during this covid pandemic people are really getting back to nature over last year the fall the winter and coming into spring if people want to continue that do you guys need volunteers for the trails or maintenance or you know if the nature center opens back up do you guys look for volunteers or how can people help out with stuff like that well places like ours always rely on volunteers in a number of ways another restriction is that we cannot take as many volunteers inside the building. We're severely limited in terms of that. But once the temperatures moderate and the snow melts and spring arrives, there are plenty of things I'm sure we'll need to do along the trails, whether it's um, removing branches or repairing trails. And we always can use volunteer help for those types of activities. No, because we've had the few storms come through, and, you know, particularly last August with the tropical storm. And then winter is always just brutal and any environment with the cold and the wind and there's always you know branches or limbs stuff getting you know strewn about in windstorms so that's cool that you know volunteers and that's the thing i don't think people a lot of people realize is placing like places like yours at the nature center kind of i don't want to say revolve but really strive when the volunteer core is there right they do and in fact we have an auxiliary a roaring brook nature center auxiliary that um 
helps us out with a number of things. At one time, they did events here. Of course, we um, are unable to do those as well um, because of restrictions. But um, the auxiliary is still um, functioning, and um, and we are always looking for new auxiliary members. And one thing, you know, we've been talking a lot about the outdoor stuff and nature, but what, you know, the Roaring Brook Nature Center just isn't about outdoors. We touched on this a little bit, the rehabilitation of animals. How's that going right now for you guys? Well, that's still going. We've been very fortunate in that we have received um, some grants and also contributions in order to keep our wildlife clinic running. Our wildlife clinic runs pretty much entirely through contributions that are made to help us um, protect animals. Prior to um, COVID in 2019, we took in over 650 animals during the course of the year. Last year, we were closed for three and a half months, so those numbers dropped quite a bit. But for example, this January, this year, we've taken in quite a few birds of prey, hawks and owls. In the wintertime, these birds often start hunting the roadsides where they have greater visibility and access to prey, especially after it snows, um, when there's snow on the ground, but the roads have been cleared. And unfortunately, um, when flying across the road, they can be hit by automobiles. Um, in many cases, the birds are injured, picked up, brought here, and we try to nurse them back to health. Um, last week, for example, we got four barred owls in four days. Um, and fortunately, none of them were badly hurt. Two of them have already been released. I guess it was two weeks ago we got them. Um, two of them are, were recently released, and as soon as the, this cold weather snap um, gets a little warmer, we'll hope to release the other two. They, weren't, they didn't have broken wings. They had more or less head injury, head trauma from which they have recovered or are recovering at this point in time. And, you know, people, I talked to the Audubon Society a few weeks ago. There's a lot of birds and, you know, in the state, and a lot of people really pay attention to, I guess, the glamour birds, I'll call them, the, the raptors, the owls, sure. the hawks. And, you know, for places that, like you guys to help rehabilitate those and educate when you're able to about these animals, they play a very large role in the ecosystem here in the state. Oh, they, they very much do. And sadly, there are not a whole lot of, raptor rehabilitators in Connecticut. Uh, you can probably count them on your hands. Um, you require state and federal permits in order to take care of these birds. And um, there just oftentimes aren't enough rehabilitators to care for all the birds that are in need. Now you guys are one of those places, I see this on your website, support right. a raptor program. Tell me more. Right. Well, that, that's one of the ways that we raise funds to support our wildlife clinic. But we also have a lot of other raptors and other animals that are behind the scenes. Those are the ones that are being rehabilitated. They are not visible to the public um, because we don't want them getting used to being around people in the hopes that they'll be released and can return to the wild. And that, that's one of the things places like yours do is there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on. How did you as Mr. Jay Kaplan, director of the Roaring Brook Nature Center. What sparked your interest into getting into something like this? Well, that's a very interesting <laughs> question, Joey, because coming from a suburban area, um, my, my mother, even after I was already here as director of the Nature Center, always wondered why if I liked animals so much, I didn't become a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. I really didn't have any desire to become a veterinarian, but I had a very strong interest in the natural world and um, perhaps it was when I was a very young child. Um, my father's family 
live in the Bronx in New York City, and right near their apartment was a park where people would go and walk, and people would sit on park benches and feed pigeons and squirrels, and I can remember that even as a preschooler, and perhaps that sparked my interest. But I, but I often think that some people have just have a, an innate um, interest in the natural world and in, in plants and animals and, and, are, and gravitate towards this field. And that's one of those things, hopefully, with you know a lot more people getting out and enjoying nature. There's some young Jake Kaplans out there roaming around, digging up sticks, looking under rocks, and just looking for all that is great in nature. You know, well, that... we certainly hope so, because what's really important, especially today, is that people are aware of the interrelationships that exist within the natural world and between people and the natural world, and um, that it's really, you know, it's, it's really important at this point in time to maintain these outdoor places. Uh, I watched growing up as a child on Long Island, I watched concrete just move across the landscape and I would hate to see the same thing happen here. I don't think it will, but it's always a, there are always difficult decisions with respect to what you want your community to look like. And uh, those are conversations that happen in every town within the state of Connecticut with regard to development versus maintaining natural areas. Nature is here. It's, we only have one. There's only one blue and green rock flying through space that we all inhabit. Be a friend to the creatures. The prime examples we can you know, go back to history and look at is bats. Bats eat a lot of... People are afraid of bats. People freak out when they see bats, but that tiny little thing does so much for people and society and nature that we just have yet to even understand what all the insects and bugs and everything else that it eats, owls. Everything has a place in nature. Everything does what it does for a reason. And nature is one of those things that you can go down the proverbial, no pun intended, rabbit hole and just find any little thing so fascinating. When you're young, just those little experiences that kind of spark a flame that doesn't get ignited till you're a little bit older and understand looking back at those times that, wow, that was that little thing that you know I uncovered from a rock when I was six years old had more meaning than I'll ever know. And I think that's something that a lot of people are going to take out of this pandemic. So joining me again this morning, Jay Kaplan, the director of the Roaring Brook Nature Center over in Canton. Check out the trails. They're still open. The Nature Center's got a little limited hours because of COVID, but check it out when you can. Roaringbrook.org. Jay, if there's one last thought you can give the listeners this morning, what would it be? Well, I hope that everyone will, uh, first of all, what you said, I couldn't have said that better myself, Joey. And thank you for those comments. And um, we hope people will continue to get outdoors, uh, learn more about the world in which they live. Um, there's a famous saying that if you want to protect something, you need to learn more about it. Um, and the only way you can love something is to learn about it. And so thank you for having me. And um, We'll hope maybe to see you and your family up here at Roaring Brook Nature Center in the months in the months to come. We'll love to come out and check everything out because remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 